Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. We're back on. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. We've been off for a couple weeks. Well, we were off for one week. We were off for two weeks before that. Uh, we've like one show in the past month, but we're back at it today, and we'll be back on next week, and the next week, and the next week, so on and so forth. Shouldn't have uh, many interruptions to come, and we got a supersized edition of the show today to make up for some missed time. We'll be on until one thirty today, so we got a supersized edition, two and a half hours, 150 minutes of exciting radio. And in just a moment, we're going to kick off the show with Congressman Steve Cohen, who uh, will be joining us. Uh, just got back from Cuba. Our congressman was in Cuba with the president of the United States of America. And we'll see what he has to say about that, as well as the current status of U of M basketball, because Congressman Cohen, one of the biggest Memphis Tiger fans you will ever meet. And I'm sure he's got an interesting take and maybe a little insight. Who knows uh, with what's been going on at the University of Memphis. We'll talk to our congressman in a moment. If you have a question you want me to ask him, you can tweet me at Cerrito on Twitter. And I will be sure to pass that question along to uh, Congressman Steve Cohen. Uh, in just a moment, a little bit later on in the show, Greg Akers will join us for his monthly appearance where we always cast a sports star in a movie. Today, doing things a little bit uh, different because I've... Over the past few weeks, we haven't been on, but what has been on is the O.J. Simpson show on FX. And I know you've been watching it. If you haven't been watching it, you need to catch up on demand. Set your DVR to record all new episodes because uh, it is awesome. It is a great bit of 90s nostalgia. But we are going to give our casting picks. If who We would probably keep some people they cast because I think they did a pretty good job casting that show. But also other suggestions on who um, should be on that program. We'll do that with Greg Akers a little bit later on. And Dustin Five Star will be here for our traditional weekly wrestling segment that ends the show in the main event of the program. So uh, we've got an action-packed edition of the show today, two and a half hours. And we're going to start things off today talking with your U.S. representative for Tennessee's 9th Congressional District. He's Congressman Steve Cohen. He joins us now. What's up, Mr. Cohen? Good morning. It's a, it's a it's a beautiful morning in Memphis and a great time of year to be a Memphian. Oh yes, it is. So you are you're back in Memphis now. Oh yeah, we got back on on Thursday. I went to Billy Joel last night. What a spectacular show he put on! Did about three Elvis numbers. Did uh, you know? Get me Memphis, Tennessee. Did some some green onions and uh, did a little John tribute and then all those wonderful Billy Joel songs and the great crowd. Just phenomenal. There's rumors that was a attendance record for FedEx Forum last night. Well, Billy Joel said it was, and I suspect it could have been because they had uh, seating all behind the stage. Uh, they went all the way around, and then, of course, the, with, the, with the seating on the floor, it surpassed anything basketball could have. Did he say that a number, or did he say it was just the largest? No, he took the, the Memphis State position and just announced, uh, you know, the, <laughs> he announced attendance. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do his attendance in Memphis. 
So much, so much to get to talk to you about today. So glad you're joining us this morning, Congressman, taking some time out of your schedule. Uh, we'll talk about some local Memphis topics a, l- a little bit later on, and we'll and we'll talk about the Tigers. But first, I wanted to touch on your trip to Cuba because you've been making national uh, news because you did accompany the President of the United States, Barack Obama, to uh, Cuba this week. You were in Cuba last year too, right? And yes. So you've been I to would, Cuba multiple times. I've been a leader in Congress on the I- issue of giving Americans the right to travel to Cuba and giving Americans the opportunity to do business in Cuba, just opening up and being friends with this country that's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Florida that we don't deal with because they're communists, despite the fact that we've been dealing with China for, for 45 years, which is just crazy. Uh, the Cuban people love the American people. They love baseball. They love our old cars. They love our culture. Uh, it's a, it's a, God did a great job creating Cuba, beautiful topography, great beaches, uh, uh, everything there. So I've been a leader. I went with an NGO the first time. The second time was with Pre- uh, Secretary Kerry to raise the flag at the embassy, which was a historic occasion, kind of akin to being when the, the, sto- the wall was came down in Berlin, ending the communist division with the free world in Europe. This ended in Latin America. And then with the president's trip, uh, he's beloved in Cuba. A uh, great symbol for our country all over the world. And uh, it was a great outpouring of, of appreciation for America by Cubans as they watched our motorcades go through the city. They photographed, waved, and participated. The speech at the at the Teatro National Theater was phenomenal. Uh, he just starkly pointed out the differences in our two countries, freedom of the individual versus the state, and and opportunities and democracy and participation versus state control. But nevertheless, we have a lot in common. Uh, um, Western Hemisphere built by slaves, uh, revolution, reconciliation, uh, multi-racial uh, nation still in, in search of, of, of completing the, 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 the post-racial world, not quite there, but needing to work on it. There's problems with the Afro-Cuban population being discriminated against and our love for baseball so it's very symbolic and the baseball has always been a great interest of mine since childhood and my love for Minnie Minoso who befriended me as a young young person and so going to a game in the stadium where he played and distributing his cards the White Sox gave me a whole bunch of his cards and pens to hand out and I gave them out to everybody around me uh, in, in the delegation and in the uh, meetings we went to and including two hats that many son Charlie Gay sent me that I got extended to President Castro and President Obama that I had one on. It said, Minnie Minoso, seven-decade player, first at bat 1949, and last at bat 2003. Minnie was the Cuban Comet, the Jackie Robinson of Cuba, and uh, I was hoping, for, since I've been working on this, that he could return to Cuba as a hero. Uh, so I took him back with me as in spirit. And uh, so it was a great occasion, and... Uh, Baseball there is different. No beer in the park, no hot dogs, no, no boosters there selling Cracker Jacks and popcorn, just straight watching baseball. But no barbecue nachos. Nothing like that, and no, no message boards and no replay screen. But <laughs> wow. people into it and, and keeping up with every pitch and having Latin music played in the arena and people dancing and the wave was being done and uh, a lot more uh, pageantry in that regard, and the fans are really into the game, and it was spectacular, just spectacular. But, so is there no food? None at the ballpark, none oh, whatsoever. Wow. It's communism. That's one of the. You know, <laughs> God did a great job building the place. Castro did a good job with, with getting rid of the corrupt Batista world and and bringing in a, a, a good medical system and great doctors and that have served the world in Latin America in particular and good education literacy. 
but not so good on, on, on people having any desire to, to work and go the extra mile and make a dollar or two extra. Yeah, that's communism is not too good at economic system. It really has kind of kept the country back, and all that old Soviet architecture is rather depressing to, to, to view. But there's a lot of beautiful old buildings, homes and all, many in bad repair. Uh, they, they need Henry Turley down there to fix it up. Right. It, it, it does make it like, because I've been one of the people leading the charge saying, bring back the rendezvous barbecue nachos to AutoZone Park. But, I mean, they don't even have food at the parks in Cuba. That's uh, maybe you think that will be something that'll, that'll that'll change eventually, or no? Well, maybe eventually, but the ballparks, which is owned by the government, run by the government, I doubt they'll change it. Yeah, and it'll be Americans going, but it seems like a lost opportunity. I don't know why they don't have it. No, they may pick up on it, but you know, it's different. Private sector wants to make dollars, and the yeah. government wants to have control of Cuba. So that's the difference in communism and free enterprise. Very interesting. And, of course, your, base, your baseball story, you're talking about the hat and everything, and the president uh, complimenting your, your attire. You just seem like to be, uh, if anybody in Congress was just ready as far as the attire goes, you've got the, you've got the suits that look like a congressman that uh, can visit uh, Cuba, Cuba, if you know what I mean, the hat and everything. You've got the attire. Well, I had the swag that the White Sox <laughs> gave me. I called Charlie, who's Minnie's youngest son. And told him I was going and taking many spirit and taking his hat that he'd given me with his autograph on it to wear down there. And that's when he, he sent me the two hats for the presidents and then the, got the White Sox to send me some swag to hand out. And I've always been a good Private Ryan, saving Private Ryan guy. I remember my friends to the, to, to, to the nth, take care of them while they're living. And if they're passed, I take care of their memories. And of course, I've, I try to do that with my buddy Warren Zevon. I was, I was I was gambling in Havana. Took a little risk. How was I to know she was with the Russians too? Said <laughs> lawyers, guns, and money. It's hit the fan. Get me out of this. But I take care of my buddy Zivon's memory the best I can, and Minnie Minoso's too. So I took Minnie down there, and many people remembered him. Uh, he was the great player of the fifties, and then retired in '64, but uh, still had. Uh, some memory, and in the program, they had a list of Cuban players who played in that stadium, and the great players, and they said Orestes Minoso, and listed a bunch of others who didn't compare with him. Did have Willie Miranda in there. Willie Miranda shared my birthday, May 24, on my first trip down there to Cuba was with some fellow, and he said he was a cousin of Willie Miranda, and I said, oh yeah, his birthday's May 24, and he looked at me like I was Karnak, and of course it was my birthday, so I knew all the ball players of my birthday. But Willie Miranda was a Cuban who played a little shortstop and second base with the Yankees in the fifties, and he was a celebrity and star in Cuba because of that. Not a great player, but a good player and a Yankee. And your connection with Mitty, though, I mean, it's a special connection. I know you told the story many times, but there should be I'm sure there's people listening who have no idea exactly on what your connection is with him. 1955, uh, about this time of year. Uh, at Rustwood Park, the White Sox and the Cardinals had an exhibition game. I had come down with polio in September of 54. was at the game with crutches and a White Sox cap and a White Sox T-shirt and down by the, the, uh, 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 the, 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 the rail to the stadium. And uh, the uh, uh, player came up to me and gave me a baseball. And uh, there was a white player named Tom Paholsky, it turned out. And I went and told my dad about it. And my dad came back, and we wanted to thank him, and we thanked him. And he said, don't thank me. Thank that player over there, number nine. Number nine was Minnie Minoso, one of the few of only black players at the, on the field. We He felt uncomfortable and, and segregated Memphis, giving a white kid a ball, I guess. And so we talked and got to be friends. He became my hero, and we visited 
for many, many times over the years. And up and I stayed friendly with him up to his death and had words uh, at his at his funeral when he died last year uh, about Minnie's greatness off the field as well as on the field. Uh, and the last time I visited him in Memphis was we, we he, he didn't come back to Memphis after 1960. Was at the Lorraine Motel when I visited he and the, the African American players during the Indian White Sox exhibition on the day Russwood burnt Easter Sunday, 1960. Uh, and they were at the Lorraine, and it was a good lesson, just as that lesson of the white player giving me the ball, but the black player being the good guy. Uh, the uh, lesson of why is my player, my, my hero, staying at the Lorraine while all the other players are at the Peabody. So many taught me a lot about civil rights, a lot about just being a, a nice fella, and a lot about Cuba. So I've loved Cuba since I was a kid, and it made no sense to me. We have this embargo, and this is the country, the birthplace of my of my hero, and many has been my, my guy. Well, and, and it, yeah, this, then the timing of it very, it, it's Easter weekend this weekend, uh, yeah. to, to, uh, to tell that story as well. All right. Um, last thing about Cuba, because at Cuba, uh, can I go to Cuba? When can I go? You can go, but you've got a sign, and I think it's pretty much self-policing that you're there on certain, uh, bases like cultural or, um, there's certain limitations on the type of travel can be made, but basically it's self-policing and the flights will start pretty soon. There'll be 111 flights every day from America to Cuba. Uh, oh, wow. Thanks thanks to Delta Airlines, it will not be one from Memphis. Right. Uh, but you can get one from Atlanta, I'm sure, uh, and, and and people can pretty much go. Now, it's not totally ali ali in free, and there is... It's, it's self-reporting, but I think most people can find a way to go. And besides going to a baseball game, uh, what would you recommend that somebody does on their trip to Cuba if they do get the opportunity to go there? Well, the, the ballet there is phenomenal. I, I saw ballet uh, the time before I went. They had a presentation for us, and then it's just a, a very modern and great ballet. The Cuban music is phenomenal, uh, a great opportunities to hear the music. There's a theater called the Tropicana, which is the last of the old uh, floor show type uh, presentations that existed before pre-Castro. That still exists. The Great National Hotel, kind of like the Breakers in Palm Beach, is beautiful and historic. And they've got a bar called the Hall of Fame bar with pictures of different Americans who've been there over the years by the decades and a lot of memories and sports memories. Stan Musial's pictures in there, well, Mickey Mantle's, uh, Rocky Marciano, uh, and, and others. Mostly, uh, Hollywood celebrities, Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner, and they said that room where they, they, they said the honeymoon didn't come out for three days, and they used that for, for honeymooners now. So a lot of history, a lot of American culture. Uh, the old Havana, it's just great to walk around and see the old buildings, uh, a lot of historical buildings, too, and museums. We went into a church that was just absolutely beautiful, uh, allegedly, but, you know, Columbus uh, uh, bones resided there at one point. But then, you know, George Washington slept here. You never know what the truth, the lore is and what the truth is. But the lore is good enough to give you a story. And just riding the old cars, the old 1950s cars, which are all over. It's like being on a Hollywood set, everything but George Raft is present. And those are taxis, and you can ride around town in those, and that's a great trip. So there's all that, and smoking cigars and, and drinking <laughs> rum ain't bad either. <laughs> We're talking with uh, your congressman, Congressman Steve Cohen, joining us. Just got back from Cuba. And while you were gone, it kind of, I wouldn't say chaos erupted at the University of Memphis, but it's been a very interesting week of news for the Memphis Tigers. 
uh, starting with the fact that Josh Pastner is officially coming back uh, to be the head coach. Uh, what are your first thoughts on that? Well, <laughs> when you heard the news, what did you think? You know, it's, a, it's such a mixed deal. Uh, I'm just, uh, I guess it says it's good to get a good lawyer. <laughs> I mean, Josh, Josh has been here. Josh uh-huh. is a great guy. Right. But the program is, is really in a, in a mess. And, 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 uh, we just, we, we, it's obvious what happened. We couldn't afford a buyout. And that's just a, a terrible shame that that's why the situation is what it is. But, but I've been a Tiger fan forever. And I, and I like Josh. I'll be buying my tickets again and going out there, even if they're playing with a, with a ragtag roster. I mean, they, they just hope to heck he can keep Avery Woodson in the fold. He's really hit his threes last year. He's got great potential for a great senior season. Uh, obviously, it looks like Charlie Moore is going to come, and he's got, I think, a great talent. Uh, we need three or four or five other players. I don't see where we're going to get them, what we're going to do. because. Uh, but Josh has done good at getting graduate seniors and junior college players. Maybe he'll do it again. He's got to hope he can and get on the bandwagon. There's no reason to really ref- Right. As Cal said, it's what it, it's what it is. Right. It's it's gotten it, it's been a it's not, has not been a good season for the Tigers at all. I mean, I I remember when we were hanging out in your office in Washington talking about the Tigers over the summer. There was no way we anticipated that it was going to be as bad as it ended up being with some of these losses that that, that have have occurred with the Josh. It's, it's sad, but I mean, obviously the area is going to continue for it looks like one more year unless this investigation. Uh, comes out with something. So what are your thoughts on this investigation with uh, Tom Bowen being investigated for having the same agent and maybe that that uh, is why there's not um, the correct um, clauses in the contract and making it impossible for the University of Memphis to get out of it? Yeah, I don't know. Dr. Rudd is a uh, 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 somebody I – Dr. Rudd thinks it needs to be investigated. It needs to be investigated. Uh, but uh, – I didn't see anything on the surface that looked wrong. I'm over at the zoo right now, walking over here. This is chaotic. Oh, uh, oh, oh, wow. Oh, you're at the zoo chaotic. right now? Okay. Yeah, I live by the zoo. There are cars parking in places where they never parked before on the greensward, which is really wrong. And there are a bunch of citizens over there. It looks like they're protesting with police cars, and I guess they're stopping the people from going on the main greensward. But uh, I'm in a mixed position. I love the zoo. I was on the board right. for about 15, 20 years and got them a lot of money. But uh, this parking on the greensward and destroying the park is just wrong. That's just, just not the wrong. solution. No matter how much you yeah. love the zoo, uh, you, you park. It, I, I saw. I saw the. I've seen the pictures over the past week. It's just gotten worse as the weather's gotten and better. I, I'm going over here now. This isn't civil disobedience, but I had an agreement years ago. They would never park here, and they're parking on this part of the, of the zoo where they never parked before. And, uh, and are you talking about but, in the and by the park close to the lake, or where are you talking about? No, close to the close to the street, Maury Moss. Uh-huh. And they're parking over here. And this is just totally wrong. They've never done this before, and they shouldn't be doing it now. Here's somebody from Madison County. These are not Memphians. Here's somebody from Louisiana, and we love them. They're coming here from Arkansas, from Texas. These are not Memphians. This is not about race. Here's another car from Arkansas. This is just what the zoo did to say this was race was just totally wrong. You shouldn't introduce race into a situation in Memphis where it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist here. These are all white people. There's Arkansas. Here's Mississippi. These are not Memphians. And they're parking here on land that's never been parked on before. And what, never been parked on before. Well, what can I mean? And this, a lot of this is out of your control. You're in Washington D.C. Uh, what can what can our local government? What can Mayor Strickland be doing? What can the citizens be doing to try to get this fixed? This is, I'm talking on radio now, David. Tell tell them. 
Hello? If they're out here parking all of them. not supposed to be a parking area. Actually, none of this is supposed to be a parking area. No, they're directing them right out here to it. So my neighbor David Cotton is out here. This is absurd what's going on. This is just, and, and the zoo is putting them on land. They've never had them on before. So the zoo, can, can they just do whatever they want and let people park wherever they want? Well, they've taken over the, the parkland and they've gone, they've gone too far this time. They have gone too far. And like, they, this is, this should not be. Are permitted. there zoo officials out there letting, like, directing people to park in these spaces? Apparently or? so, because there are people out here on, on pristine zoo land that has never been used, parkland, which has never been used before. And apparently, I don't know if the people are just doing it or if they're putting them there. It's, and it's gotta be, like, how is it, what can, what can happen? Like, what is this, like, should the, should the mayor be stepping Hold up in this second. situation or what? We are we are talking live. Congressman Steve Cohen is by the, is by the zoo right now, where people are parking apparently everywhere that there is grass that they can find a place to park. Oh, David, who put them there? Did the zoo put them there? So we've got a live, unofficial congressional investigation happening live on there. They've gone too far. They have gone too far out here. This. So did, did they, what did they say? Did they say the zoo was parking people there or what? Yep, the zoo. And there's over here, there's about five police cars. And I know there's protests. So I but ne- they, there's no reason to do this. So there was the picture that was online this week that was circulating from the Memphis Flyer and a bunch of other folks. That, like There was parking all the way to, to Rainbow Lake, uh, pretty much eliminating that field. And you're saying there's even parking now in other spots on the grass. Oh, yeah, well, there's a part of, this, of the park right on the other side of Maury Moss where they've never parked, and they're putting cars there now, and they agreed. And I was on the zoo board for about 20 years, I guess, and they were going to pave that all the way up toward the Higby Memorial. I got them to stop that, to not park there, and they agreed not to park there ever, and they're parking there today. Um, they wanted to pave that land. They have gone too far. Wh- I wish Richard Smith was here because this needs to stop. Now, they Apparently, there's a protest out here. I see six police cars. Right. And uh, this is a lot of citizens out here. There was a ban this morning, and this is just uh This is uh, what I'm confused about, a Congressman, because I know that like this came to be a topic uh, if, for, for, for years. People have been trying to save the Greensward, that the grassy area at the park, and then finally we have... Like city council talk about it, and apparently they made it worse. How does that happen? How did they make it worse than it was to begin with? And that they started saying, not only can the zoo park here, they can park anywhere. Is that what happened? This is just—they've just gone too far. They've gone too far. They've gone too far. I, I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope you will be able to to fix it. If you don't mind, I, I was going to go through a couple quick more topics while since we had you on the phone, and then hopefully you can try to figure I'll out what's happening. I'm out here among them. Okay, call call us back. That would be great. All right, that's Congressman Steve Cohen, a live report from the from the zoo, where of course parking has been just a hot topic. Not expecting that to 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 happen, but uh, Congressman Cohen trying to stop it right now out there fighting for the people. I, t- I tell you when I introduce him, he is your U.S. representative for Tennessee's 9th Congressional District. And no matter what side you're on, you'd be on the zoo side or the park side. It is outrageous to be parking your car in the grass at Overton Park. There is a solution to it. Park 
uh, somewhere else. Neighborhoods got plenty of parking over there by by the uh, by the zoo and walk. Don't be parking in the middle of the grass where I like to throw a frisbee and uh, just chill out at the park. We are lucky to have Overton Park in this town in the center of the city. They they campaigned to fight to stop I forty from cutting through that park decades ago, and now we have a whole new fight on it. Who would have imagined? That a few decades later, you're going to have to stop people from parking in the park. It's called a park, but it's not a parking lot. And it's, 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 you, it's, this is just frustrating and very interesting that we've got, we had, uh, our, our congressman live there. And maybe we'll catch back up with him. There was other topics I wanted to get into, but he is on the ground making things happen. He's in Cuba earlier this week, uh, dealing on such a, a large scale, uh, of diplomatic relations. So if anybody, can help solve this zoo problem. I, I trust Steve Cohen because he helped he helped America get along with with Cuba again. Now let's get the zoo in Overton Park working together. Uh, fascinating live radio right there. So if, if if the congressman calls back in, Drew, we'll get him back. We'll patch him back in and get an update and talk to him a little bit more. But we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Um, we'll talk about uh, more about what's been going on with the, the Memphis Tigers and your Memphis Grizzlies. We're back. It's a supersized show today, an extra half hour till one thirty. You're listening to Serena Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include weight prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swine House every Monday night from 8 to 10 on Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Tuesday night from 8 to 10, downtown at Tampa Tap, every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Oh, wait, well, hold on. We have, we're being interrupted by Congressman Steve Cohen. This is going to oh. be great. Um, he, he's live. Congressman Cohen joined us earlier live at... Uh, yeah, we're going to patch him through now. Let's go ahead and talk to uh, to our Congressman. What's uh, What's going on, Congressman? Well, Kevin, I guess that was the most uh, abrupt ending to an interview you've ever had. Uh, we went straight to a live news story. I think I got the protesters who were stopping the zoo from putting more parking on the Greensward to back off and accept a compromise line, at least for today. Hopefully the zoo will abide by it in the future. It's further out than I'd like, but it's not as far out as it's been, and, and, and not provoke arrest. I think most of the people agreed to that because I think by getting arrested and civil disobedience, I think it would not necessarily be good for the for the movement that wants to save the parkland. I think the zoo could say that the protesters are being uh, unlawful and 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 not reasonable. They were very reasonable today. Uh, I think that they did agree uh, to move. Most all of them did, and I guess they will, and do some parking. But the zoo violated an agreement they had years ago when I was on the board to park on certain, not park on certain parts of the park, and they did it today. 
the zoo, uh, it's a great I love the zoo. It's phenomenal. It brings tons of people to the city, but they have been really uh, blind to public interest and public uh, opinion, I think, on this issue. I walked where they parked the cars, and I walked up my street and some other streets, and people are parking on the streets here and walking to the zoo, and they're, they're, they're doing that. The zoo's not getting the $5 for them parking on the parkland, but they're getting the customers who are coming, and 80% of these cars are from out of state or out of county, at least 80%. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't hospitably treat these people and, and, and welcome their attendance at the zoo and they're coming to the city. But it does mean they will park, they will walk, and they don't know about the, the, the issue of Overton Park land because it's not their park. Right. And, and, and when the city council, and, and I think it was the zoo, because they told me this too, tried to make it a race issue, they really went to a new low. You don't intersect race into an issue in Memphis, Tennessee, unless it is race. And it's not race. That park is one of the most integrated places in the city. Billy Joel, that was all white. <laughs> the park is integrated. And, and you go to the playground, you go to the screens ward, it's black and white. And when people in Evergreen, which is one of the most tolerant liberal areas in the city of Memphis, want people not to park on the parkland, but to park in their neighborhoods, that is just the opposite of race. Race is saying we don't want people in our neighborhoods. We want to put them in an area where they're policed and, and, and centered away from us. That's not what these people want. So when they said it was race, that was a new low, and it was terrible for the city of Memphis. It needs to overcome race. And then to violate this agreement, they had never to park on that swath of land where there used to be a, a backstop for baseball uh, and, and is the entry of the park, another PR blunder. Right. We're, we're talking with Congressman Cohen, who's been out at Overton Park uh, today. He lives not too far uh, from there. It was just just uh, walking over and got in the middle of what seemed to be. I mean, it, it is definitely a controversy between the protesters and people trying to park. And then the, they... the police are there. And now, of course, the congressman was there. Uh, uh, congressman, we're being joined. Katrina Coleman's here and Greg Akers as well, uh, hanging out with us now on the show. Uh, I said, Cohen, didn't they toss out Easter eggs this morning or something? I didn't see any Easter eggs, but they, 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 there were people out there with signs and, and protesters and children and all the, you know, the family. But I didn't see, they may have Easter eggs. I missed them. I they, missed them. I heard that someone had gone out and uh, hidden a bunch of Easter eggs, and then the Cone Patrol or whatever had pulled, like, just picked up the eggs and moved I, them or tossed them. Or I don't know anything about that. I, the police were very nice. It was a major out there, San Pietro. She's a star. And help get together with Bill Stegall, who's one of the leaders of this, of this effort, uh, community neighborhood park effort, to try to bring some order to what otherwise was going to be a, uh, a situation where they had no choice but to make arrests. So, so oh they, they are they are parking now like in the old line of where they were parking before the city council said you could pretty much park anywhere? A little bit that line, and maybe it's a little bit further. I, I tried to, I, I suggest right. the third of the Greens Ward. They, the police said that the spot they had was something that somebody who had a lawsuit against the, the city and one of the attorneys might have was out there agreed to. And I just thought, let's get this thing over for today, not get people arrested, and move on. And hopefully, that the, the I think the message was made that there are lots of people throughout the city that are against that want a solution. They want a solution. And the mediators have got to come up with the solution. And, and, and really, it's, it's, a, it's the, the zoo board members and Richard Smith as their mediator have got a great opportunity to help the zoo and keep the zoo as favorably viewed in the city. Right now, the zoo has lost a lot of goodwill, and it can't rely 
forever on people from Mississippi, Arkansas, Michigan, Texas, and Missouri, which is where these cars that are parked in front of my house and over on the parkland where they weren't supposed to be are from. They have to have the city support the zoo. I know there are a lot of major uh, wealthy people in Memphis who contribute a lot of money, and they are to be thanked for that. Uh, Fred Smith's done a great job with, with and, and, and Smith and doing things for the park, for the zoo, but they need to have the park as in the neighborhood as friends and neighbors and allies. And right now they're, they're battles, but the war is the big picture. And they, they need to win the war. Congressman Cohen is joining us. He, had to, he was talking to us earlier and had to leave because he was in the middle of what was going on um, at Overton Park in, in the parking issue, which continues to escalate, and uh, especially since the, the city council's decision. Okay, um, so what do you think is harder, uh, Congressman? Was domestic relations between U.S. and Cuba and trying to solve that issue or the zoo and, and Overton Park? Which one is... Which well, one they're both similar issues. They're, they're, they're intractable positions, but you've got to find middle ground. And President Obama and President Castro are going to try to find some middle ground and try to work things out for the betterment of both countries. Uh, it, it, you can have win-win situations in politics, and there needs to be a win-win situation at the park and the zoo, and hopefully that the the, the the community and the neighborhood and the zoo will see win-wins. Right now, it's, it's a lose situation for, for for both parties. And while the zoo is getting parking on the Greensward now, it's a lose situation in the long run. There are lots of people I know that are not renewing their memberships, lots of people who are not going to participate in Zoo Rendezvous, who are not going to go to the zoo and, and renew their, 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 their support. Uh, and, and, but, you know... Is that the right way to, to go about it, or is that, or if you're... It's one way to go about it, and I understand it. And I've, um, I've, you know, let's just say there are people out there that would contribute a lot of money to the zoo in their wills, who I, and 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 are reconsidering that, and that's right. big money. And it, you know, it has to be said too that a lot of the debate was happening during cold months, but now it's it's going to be nice every day, especially weekends. And there is more pressure on the mediation process to to go, you know, resolve more quickly now, especially with this happening today. Well, and the, and it's a, the, the nice weather brings people to the zoo, but it also brings people to the park. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's an unfortunate situation where the, where you use the parkland for the for the uh, uh, parking on nice days, but that takes away from the use of the park. And on a cold, rainy days, people aren't using the park. And and there have been some alt- alt- ideas that oh, maybe they should close the golf course. The golf course should not be closed. There needs to be. That course has been here since I was a child, and I played on it. And it's a place where people that are duffers, that are kids, that are have disabilities, or just want to go out with and have like a social time with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, and 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 hit around and, and not be worried about uh, you know being better than Tiger Woods, but just playing and having fun. That course has been there, needs to be there. And the idea of moving the greensward onto the golf course, destroying the golf course, and putting parking in front of the lake is not a good idea. Rainbow Lake and the greensward. Kessler designed them. They're supposed to be here in perpetuity. Parkland is precious and should not be taken. And this is a continuation of the fight from Overton Park when they wanted to put an expressway through it, which would have destroyed the, 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 the park, and not let the zoo be what it is today, and destroy the Midtown as well. We're, we're talking with Congressman Cohen. We won't keep up, uh, keep you much longer because I know, and it, I mean, you're in the middle of uh, trying to mediate this this process right when you get back from from Cuba. So. Uh, it's, it's one thing, one thing after another. I wanted to get on a, a couple of quick topics, uh, for you, uh, real quick. And I know you're not going to say much, uh, about this, but, uh, there's a lot of Ted Cruz news in this week in the news about, 
uh, allegations, and you were caught into what ended up being a completely false media report when you were communicating uh, with uh, who, who you thought was your daughter at, on on social media. What are your, your thoughts on the, just the initial stuff, like when this Ted Cruz story comes out? You know, first blush, you see something like that, you figure there must be some some basis to it because the fact that they have libel laws and and and, and these women could certainly sue the National Enquirer for a ton. Uh, but then you start to see the women say that it's deny it entirely. And, uh, you know, and I know that they can print things and go places where they have no business and are totally wrong and take some innuendo. Uh, you know, I know Kissinger said power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Uh, I haven't found that to be the case, unfortunately, but I'd sure be surprised if Ted Cruz did. <laughs> shade <laughs> all right let's go into some quick topics uh, memphis this week was once again declared the fattest city in the united states should it's we be proud of this we, we, no of course not we've got a lot of folks that have had bad diets over the years partly it's because of uh, uh learned habits from when uh, the, the, the the cheapest parts of the of the product of beef or pork or whatever uh were, were the fattiest and that's what they could afford and what they were uh, allowed to have over, over centuries ago and that's been passed down and we the South, we get fried foods, and, and we, you know, the worst meal of the day is is usually Sunday after church. It's fried chicken, it, it, it's biscuits, it's cobbler, it's just really, and fried okra, and, and we are the fattest city in the metropolitan area, and we need to walk to the zoo, right. and we need to walk more, <laughs> and we need to exercise, and that helps with diabetes, and we're, we're about first in diabetes, too. Uh, I, my, I just lost 12 pounds myself. I want to lose five more. I feel great. All my clothes fit. It's like I got a new wardrobe. And what I've done is I cut out for the last two and a half months liquor, sweets, white carbs. That's no way Potato, to live, rice, Senator Cohen. Bread, that is no way to live. Pasta. Your it's, quality it's of bad. life is terrible. Bro- bro- broccoli and steak and broccoli and chicken and broccoli and lobster tail for half for half price at Fresh Market. It, <laughs> it, it, it's pretty good. Okay. And my clothes fit. <laughs> <laughs> the other local uh country, and I know I'm not gonna, I don't want to keep you long, so you can just just go as fast as you want on these. But you used to be in the state senate, uh, our state senate uh, de-annexation uh, bill uh, being tossed around up there in Nashville. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's obviously very bad for Memphis if it does go through. Terrible for Memphis, and and, and just the wrong thing to do, in my opinion. But you know, when I was in the legislature, there were a lot of times I kind of thought, you know. Where am I, and what is this world? And, and and Sissy Daughtry sent me a note to this Court of Appeals federal judge, and she said, sometimes I know you feel like you're a voice in the wilderness, but without you, there'd just be wilderness. Well, there were a few folks up there that were reasonable and, 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 and understanding and smart, but the, most of them are gone. And what's left up in Nashville is really uh, a, a wasteland. We challenge uh, Arizona and, uh, I guess, North Carolina and Georgia for worst legislatures in the country. They are unresponsive to people. They're unresponsive. When they haven't expanded Medicaid, a billion, three hundred million dollars into our economy and health care for our people, when they've taken pot shots at the president to try to oppose illegally, when the governor even says he shouldn't do this immigration laws, that the governor says we're fine on it, they are, they're just totally out to lunch. And we've got to hope that Senator Mark Norris, who's responsible for that Senate right now in this bill, can bring them in line and see that that bill is not passed or the city will really be hurt. The taxes will be increased for people in the city. And all these people that don't live in the city that want to get DNX, when you ask them where they're from, they say they're from Memphis. 
and they come into the FedEx Forum, and they come into AutoZone Park, and they come into Liberty Bowl, and they party in Memphis, and they use our streets, and they shop in our but they don't want to pay taxes. Well, taxes is what you pay for a civilized society. That was Oliver Wendell Holmes back in the early part of the 20th century, and he was right. And, and the city of Memphis cannot afford to lose um, the properties that they have already laid uh, infrastructure in and provided police and fire and, 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 tr- and trash uh, services. All right, last thing, Congressman. The uh, You, not too long ago, a couple months ago, uh, revealed that you did get funding for the trolleys to come back in Memphis, and I was wondering if you had a status on what's going on with that. Uh, I don't know. You know, we, we try to get funds for the city, and that's what we try to do in all, every case, and then it's up to the city and everybody to implement them. We've, I think uh, Ron Garrison's a, and Matt is a, 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 a real improvement, and Ron wants to get him working, and I think he'll get him up and going as soon as possible. All right. Uh, very good. Th- Congressman, thanks again for calling back in and, and updating and taking care of that stuff uh, with the park. We are um, always glad for you to join us here and be upfront and honest about everything that's happening. And hopefully- Well, you're welcome, Kevin. I appreciate your show. And, and, I, and I am, I'm a Tiger fan. I hope I wasn't too harsh on Josh. You know, it's just everybody knows. <laughs> you read about these coaches getting fired here and fired there and fired here and fired there. And it just, uh, it, it just, it's just difficult to see it. And Josh has, has it's going to be a tough year, and uh, but I'm a Tiger, and I'll be out there, and let's hope he can get some, some graduate seniors and some J.C. kids. Uh, Keep Moore and Jamario Rivers has got to be better than I think he is. You know, it's sad that we saw that the Middle Tennessee State's one of the top forwards was a kid who played with Chris Hawkins at Southwest. We got Chris Hawkins, who had injuries but never developed, and the other kid did 13-6 and six and hit 41% from three. He went to middle. So let's hope Josh does. He can recruit. Yeah. Go recruit Josh. It's it's yeah. It's not fun filling out filling out a bracket and not having Memphis on there uh, as a choice to take as far as you want. Uh, oh, I could care less almost. I mean, I was almost yeah. pulling for Stephen F. Austin because they made us look better. <laughs> who who did you have in your final four? Kansas, Kansas going up uh, against UNC, and I got Kansas winning it. But it could be. It's really a, a, a it's a toss up. All these teams are about the same. Buddy Held gets hot. Oklahoma could win. In the old years when UCLA won every year, uh, there was always one player that took a team and could take a team to the finals. Howard Porter at Villanova. Artis Gilmore had some help, but he was the man at Jacksonville. Donnie May was at Dayton. He took them to the finals. And one guy can make a difference, like major in basketball. So Buddy Held could take him. And I remember Danny Manning taking Kansas to the championship basically alone. Uh, uh, so Oklahoma's got possibility. Villanova's got a hell of a team. UNC's tough. I can't root for Virginia. Austin Nichols went there. I'm against Virginia. Right. Uh, and, you know, the rest of <laughs> Syracuse isn't going to make it. Uh, but otherwise, I think at five, six teams, they could win it. Are you in the, the, the same pool as the president? No, no, no. I'm just in a <laughs> very, very small office pool. Uh, I did have Northern Iowa, and I had Hawaii, and I had a few other upsets. And I think I'm doing pretty good. But, of course, I had Michigan State, you know, like everybody else, and lost there. All right. Thanks again, Congressman, for joining Take us. Care. And we will catch up soon. All right, that is your U.S. Representative for Tennessee's 9th Congressional District, Congressman Steve Cohen, calling back in on the show, on the scene, getting things done on the ground. He was just in Cuba solving U.S.-Cuban relations, and now he's back here in Memphis trying to solve the deal with Overton Park and the zoo. And, Greg, I know you had your big article uh, that you wrote about the zoo. Yeah, um, I wrote uh, two weeks ago in Memphis Business Journal – an open letter to the the zoo board and and you know leadership and basically said and you know I I will not be renewing my membership to to the zoo 
just because of uh, th- this was right after the city council pushed through, you know, the changes to to who had control over the Greens ward. And and um, and I just didn't like how that went down just from a, uh, you know, representative government perspective, uh, but also just, you know, we are all, you know, the zoo and the other stakeholders in the in the park um, should should be good neighbors. And, and I didn't feel the zoo is being a good neighbor. So, um, you know, I'm not going to support that. I hope I hope one day it changes and I can get another membership because I love the zoo and my son has asked to go like every day since I wrote oh, no. that. <laughs>